Movies, and a rap. This piece is banging, y'all! Movies, and a rap. And a rap. And a rap. Movies, movies. Move, move, movies, and a rap. Yes, this is Movies on a Wrap, where we talk movie news, reviews, what's new, and we finish with a 60-second wrap. I am your host, Alex Gogarty, and you are very welcome to the show. Episode 7, it's good to be back. It is good to be back in the Movies on a Wrap world. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. It's good to see you, good to hear you, good to have you hear us. If you are a new listener, you are very welcome to your first taste of Movies on a Wrap. But what is it exactly that we do here? Well, this week, like every week, we will be hearing the top news from the world of TV and film. Over the last week, we will be reviewing a couple of films, a TV show. I'm going to be giving my top picks of what's coming to streaming websites like Netflix and Amazon Prime um, or what has come to those websites over the last week. And we're going to tie that all together with a 60-second wrap based on the content of the episode. What else is new from the movies and a wrap world? Well, last week, it was announced that This podcast will be joining the Tall Tales Collective. Tall Tales are a great studio and podcast broadcasters slash publishers based in Dublin. I'll be joining their community and very excited to be there. What does this mean? Am I a sellout? Have I given away power to the man? Is this one step away from Disney? I hear you crask. (laughs) I hear you cryingly ask. But it is no, no, this is just a great partnership between great individuals and super happy to be on board. If I am, though, for sale, I haven't sold out, but I am for sale. So um, I consider myself a very moral person. So I have strong morals, but I have weak ethics. And the way I rationalize that is I would not morally do anything that I don't agree with, but I don't have any, I won't not promote something for money. Do you know what I mean? So if you want me to promote something, get in touch because we're for sale here on Movies and a Wrap. Now, we are going to chat. Let's get on to the movie stuff. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop with this, all this madness. And before we do chat through some movie news, we are going to read a letter. What's with all these letters, man? Yes, indeedy. It's letters time. Now, as a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with Movies and a Wrap, you may do so by sending an email to moviesandawrap at gmail.com or sliding into the DMs over at the Instagram. That's at Movies on a Wrap on Instagram. Like our next emailer slash messenger came in on the Instagram. And we are lucky to be joined by TikTok royalty. Mr. Simon Hennessy has gotten in touch. Thanks for messaging in, Simon. Dear Alex, Simon writes, very much enjoying the pod so far. A great outlet for your winning charm. And Weird Al Yankovic meets Lil Dicky with a balls bridge twang rap energy. <laughs> that's the second letter in a row now that's had an interesting melange between my accents and dubious rap. Not sure if you've tackled this question yet, but if not, let me be the one to ask. Since both appear in the title, what would be your top three raps in movies or TV shows? A personal favourite is Dean Pelton of Community's infamous peanut bar rap. Curious to hear what makes your cut. Much love, Simon. Simon, that hasn't been asked yet, so thank you very much for your excellent question. Simon is, of course, referring to the amazing TV show Community, and there is a character in it, the Dean, in fact, as his name suggests, who very regularly will come into a room wearing a ridiculous costume and give a nonsensical update. And the best one, of course, is when he, out of nowhere, decides to drop this ludicrous rap. Now, I'll see if I can play it for you guys. Will this work? Let's see. Okay, here we go. Well, I'm a peanut bar, 
point I'm here to say, your checks will arrive on another day. Another day, another dime, another rhyme, another dollar. Another stuffed shirt with another white collar. Criminals, Wall Street, taking the pie. And all the black man gets is a plate of white lies. Prisons recruiting them, police be shooting them. Rap artists looting them, labels all diluting them. Barack Obama, you're scared of me. Cause I don't swallow knowledge and I spit it for free. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> I don't know what that was, I don't. I love that so much, but now I just realized that having recorded that and put it in the podcast is like the equivalent of like playing a video in front of someone and making them watch the whole thing and hoping that they laugh at it. Uh, Simon, as I said, great question. I actually would have said that, would you believe, had you not picked it yourself. So I'll give some alternatives. Now, my knowledge of rap and film is quite limited, (laughs) despite both of those concepts being core tenets to this podcast that I publish every week. Of course, 8 Mile. The freestyle battle at the end. I'm obviously not going to pick that. That's too obvious. I think freestyle in movies, though, you can't really pick it because obviously it's not you know, actually a freestyle because it was written for the film. You know what I mean? So it can't be a freestyle, though my actual favorite in that film in 8 Mile goes to exhibit in the breakyard at Rabbit's car manufacturers where he works and exhibit just starts spitting at everyone about the terrible lunch that he has and just like and passing questionable comments about everyone. And it just is so jarring and not particularly organic that it always takes me out of the film and i always think it's funny as well because it's exhibit but now if i had to pick some actual good ones there is a scene in the amazing hbo series succession in season two where one of the main characters kendall roy a guy in his probably early 40s does a rap at a birthday function for his elderly father that one is very gas another more humorous one is john cena's rap battle with fan it's on youtube and i assume it comes from one of the wrestling shows from back in the day i never really watched wrestling and it's now iconic i think it has like 12 million views and it's supposed to also be this kind of because it's like wrestling is like a reality show i suppose we're we're led to believe that john cena is just walking past all these fans and then this fan calls out to him and like just starts spitting rhymes at him and so john cena battles back and it's so funny they're both so terrible but i have a lot of respect for john cena i think he's a great guy but my favorite would have to be from the obviously there could be so many but from straight out of compton which i think is actually probably better than eight mile it's my favorite rap film and my favorite scene is when all the lads are in the studio and dr dre gets easy e in the booth gets him to record boys in the hoods and he's like kind of like jerking along and he's not very good it's not a very good flow and then he kind of melts into it and it's so smooth (laughs) and everyone's like oh wow he's actually class that is probably my favorite scene of all time also because they all look ridiculously like the actual nwa lads like the dr dre actor looks the exact same as him obviously o'shea jackson jr looks exactly like ice cube because he's a son but it is uh it is uncanny so simon brilliant question Probably not a very good answer, but that would be my answer for you. We only have one letter this week. So, guys, if you want to get read, if you want to be read out to the masses on Movies and a Wrap, get in touch for next week and we'll read you, baby. Now, let's scooty on over to the next section. News, news, news. News time. It's time for news. We are going to talk about trailers today because there have been a host of trailers released in the last few weeks. This is a great sign. I love trailers. I almost prefer movie trailers to movies. And I, a lot of the time, they're a lot better. They just instill in me such a sense of excitement. I think they're sometimes so well-crafted. You can often like distill what's going to be good or what's going to be interesting or what's going to be the main tone or the thing that sucks you in about a film into like a two-and-a-half-minute trailer. And obviously, well, I mean, that's the goal of them. I love watching them. I, I, in, my, in the past, I have watched the same trailer for something. Even something I've ultimately then subsequently seen, I'll watch the trailer 
trailer. I'll watch the trailer 20, 30 times easily. So it's great to see a lot more being released. There was a bit of a lull period there in Hollywoodland with not as many trailers being released because no one bloody knew when they were going to release the films. This is very promising because cinema is gradually reopening around the world and we'll get a lot more releases now in the next couple of months and certainly this summer. So I'm going to chat through a couple of trailers and I'm going to rank them in order of my favorites. So the first one that I say and therefore the one I think the worst, so the last in order of quality, was the Space Jam trailer. Now, am I assessing this on the strength of the trailer or how strong I think the film will be? Let's just put those hands together and assess both. I think this new Space Jam looks crapola. It looks absolutely terrible. Not a patch on the original one. If you know nothing about the new Space Jam as of yet, what is perplexing about the direction in which they've taken it is that, yes, it still stars a big uh, basketball star, in this case LeBron James, not Michael Jordan, and yes, it stars the Looney Tunes. But the additional quirk here is that they're bringing in what appears to be dozens of other Warner Brothers properties into the same film. And so LeBron James stars as a fictionalized version of himself. He's brought into this virtual world where every historic property of Warner Brothers seems to exist. And he has to travel through these different worlds related to all these old different films, create a basketball team, and then battle some evil people to rescue his son. Now, a more disparate group of films and properties there doesn't exist. Listen to this, is because all of these films are going to feature in some capacity or characters from these films in the sequel. So Animaniacs, DC Comics, Game of Thrones, The Shining, King Kong, Mad Max, Blade Runner, The Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, The Wizard of Oz, A Clockwork Orange, The Mask, Gremlins, The Iron Giant, It, and many others. Like So first of all, they're obviously going like a Ready Player One route. So they Ready Player One made reference to all these classic different franchises from the 80s. It was, like, the, the film wasn't great, but it was they managed to do that quite successfully. This is just, like, there's there's almost no unifying factor here. Well, the unifying factor is that all of these are owned by Warner Brothers, but they're, these are so wildly different. It's insane. I don't know how they're going to pull together the Droogs and Alex from A Clockwork Orange, one of the darkest and most famously dark and controversial films and books of all time with bloody Bugs Bunny and the lads and that cowboy who shoots dynamite. Like, it's how, how are these things going to be brought together? I think maybe the, th- the reason why I don't like this is because, like, I was one of those people as a child who hated playing with toys that didn't make sense. Like, you know, like, if you had small green army men and, like, a, a, a tall action man, I would just, I hate, hated people trying to make those mix in a game, like, in some kind of imaginary scenario i was like this doesn't make any sense i just doesn't it wasn't realistic enough for me it just wasn't i was all about realism in those days this is the same thing it's these don't make any sense in any capacity together and so and i don't want to see it so i didn't even speak about the trailer the trailer basically highlights a lot of these different worlds and i mean it looks like it will capture the imagination of many a child but as a trailer i was let down as a film even more let down so it remains to be seen how good it is but what a ludicrous concept and uh, so far it's a no from me Next trailer in, again, ascending order. So this is not as bad, but still pretty bad. Fast and Furious 9. Again, I'm a bit prejudiced against these. I don't really like cars. Don't really like car films, car... Didn't like car toys as a child. Don't like car video games. I think it's boring. My idiosyncrasy here is I I never liked cars because there's no human involved. You know what I mean? Like, I need that human connection, even as a small child. Toy cars... I wasn't a massive fan of because there's no little humans that you could play with as well. You know, it's just a car. And like, who who's in there? You know what I mean? When I, that, that's it's, it was the question I had, like, who's in the car? Who is who's who's driving that car, man? That's what I want to know. 
So Fast and Furious, a film that revolves around cars. Now, obviously, the humans, there are humans in it, but anything that revolves around cars or has cars is essential. It's not, it doesn't appeal to me hugely. Now, I, as I understand it, they've evolved now into like crazy James Bond on steroids in space with laser beams, kind of frenetic, loosely related to car films. The trailer, I could have sworn from my loose knowledge of Fast and Furious that every film revolves around a new character from vin diesel's character's past and i thought that was like almost a joke at this stage like it's like a new character from his past popping up every film and then lo and behold in this trailer i see john cena coincidentally playing his long lost brother and i was like is this is this a joke so trailer not great film also not great uh not hugely looking forward to it next shang chi and the legend of the ten rings this is an upcoming marvel film pretty good it looks interesting some good action scenes this is not a very well-known marvel character to be honest i would consider him the probably second biggest martial arts character in the marvel universe after iron fist so if you don't know who iron fist is you're definitely not gonna know who shang chi is but uh, the film looks interesting again I, I've, I've said on this podcast before, I've kind of gone off Marvel, but I respect how they are not afraid to take risks, are not afraid to do something different. That's what they're doing here. The trailer's quite good. I'd look it up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I probably won't even watch it, to be honest, but I respect that it's not just you know Ant-Man 4 or whatever. It is a, another new property. That is, in third place, my second favorite trailer from the last about two to three weeks, the new Suicide Squad trailer. I am looking forward to this now. This I watched it the first few times I watched it, and it was great. Now I've watched it <laughs> probably 10 times and I am looking forward to it. I think this will be good. I think the characters they have are quite interesting. I think it's as a Suicide Squad film should be, which is where any one of the characters could die at any point. I think the vast majority of them will. That's how the original comic book series from the 80s was in the 70s. So that's how the film should be. So I'm looking forward to it and a great trailer. But my favorite trailer from the last few weeks is for a film called Mainstream, starring Andrew Garfield. So I would encourage you to look this up on YouTube. It, it Interestingly, ironically, to be looking on YouTube, seems to be about a fictional YouTuber. And it's Andrew Garfield playing someone who, you know, films funny videos or whatever and then gets really big. And it's like one of these kind of goat house YouTube people that does all like crazy pranks, lives in a ridiculously massive mansion with his entourage around him, like kind of Logan Paul-esque. I saw Jake Paul make a cameo in the trailer itself but i'm hoping it's going to be quite satirical and a little bit dark he looks class in it andrew garfield so i saw the trailer in my recommend on youtube only like seven hundred thousand views gave it a click and was very pleasantly surprised the trailer has great elements of pathos pacing and plot <laughs> and andrew garfield looks brilliant so if you're going to watch one of those trailers this week check out mainstream starring andrew garfield out next month i'm intrigued that concludes our trailer segment Next piece of news, guys, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo are writing a Cinderella's Stepsisters spin-off film for Disney. This I would normally deride because everything is a spin-off, obviously everything's a sequel, blah, blah, blah. But it has gotten to the stage where even like non-copyright famous texts like Cinderella, for example, or any of those ancient fairy tales, that kind of stuff, they're getting like spin-offs and derivatives and derivatives of derivatives like that Maleficent or I don't know how you even pronounce that, Malef- Maleficent? film the two of them now starring angelina jolie i'm half expecting there to be a spin-off for who's that bloody who's that candlestick guy from <laughs> from beauty and the beast lefleur or something what's his name let me look him up like those two you know those all little those little candlestick people you know what i'm talking about and the and the little clock what are their names lumiere 
that's it Lumiere and Cogsworth there could easily be a Lumiere Cogsworth spin-off film at this stage but the reason why this is good is because Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo so they of course wrote Bridesmaids for which people forget they were nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay and Bridesmaids for me up there with I think the best definitely the best comedy film of the 20 up there with the best comedy films of the 2010s for me it's as good as probably Mean Girls and super bad like those three are on a par for me i think it's absolutely class film so it's an unnecessary spin-off but it's in some necessary hands so looking forward to that that's our news this week guys focusing around trailers with a little bit extra spice in there for you now let's go to the next section movie and tv reviews 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 time. What are we reviewing this week? Well, I watched one new film in the last week and one I was very excited for and ultimately somewhat disappointed and that is the action film Nobody. Nobody is starring Bob Odenkirk, was directed by Ilya Nyshuller. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and written by Derek Kolstad. Derek Kolstad, you might know as the writer of the John Wick films and David Leach, who was the director or one of the directors of the original film as well. It, there's a, there are definitely similarities between Nobody and John Wick. Nobody is about a man played by Bob Odenkirk, a nobody, if you will, a man living in suburbia with a family who seem not to respect him. Then a home invasion occurs and he reveals some inner aggression, let's say, and it's an action film following him taking action against some rogues. Not the most original of ideas there are some interesting wrinkles in there that try make it a little bit more like standy eddie from the crowdy but this he is not the very goody why john wick is so good is on two fronts all the john wicks i love them the first being the action and the second being the idea so the action is class obviously this kind of gung fu thing it was quite unique so well done that's why most people go to see john wick or the, why they went originally was for the action but why they stayed was the world building this really interesting world of all these different assassins they have their own currency their own way of communicating i loved that and that's what brought me back for chapters two and three nobody doesn't have either of those things i'm afraid it has action and it has its own interesting little world but the world is not nearly as interesting as john wick's and the action unfortunately is not nearly as good i saw a lot of writing in the press and reviews and online of people saying oh yeah this is amazing nobody is every man's dream he's the action hero for the every man this is every man's fantasy is it i mean this isn't my fantasy <laughs> you know <laughs> suffering a home invasion again the shit kicked out of me for three weeks no thank you that is not a fantasy of mine i guess what they mean by saying okay this is someone that you could see yourself as because he's somewhat normal but this is not my fantasy thank you very much at the very least it would be this but with i'd have way more money and would get hurt way less so unfortunately i was really excited to see this one I unfortunately don't think it's great. It's probably a 4 out of 10. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, quite good. Apparently he trained for two years for this film, so play to, fair play to him. He is in good nick, but uh, it was a disappointment. Moving to my next review, it's a re-review. No disappointments here. I have watched three seasons of The Office in the last two weeks. Now, I say this because this is almost an exact copy of what I did exactly one year ago. I'm retracing my own steps unintentionally. In Lockdown 1... I watched seasons two to seven of The Office all the time. Like, all the time I had it on my phone. It was, it was, about, it was on Amazon Prime. And now, in retrospect, I can see that that was not healthy behavior. <laughs> it was definitely my way of, like, dealing with this 
existential dread that we are all in a lockdown and like how long is this going to go on for and by all the time I mean all the time when I woke up in the morning I was like oh great I'll put on the office now on my phone I'd be brushing my teeth the office was there on my phone when I was in the shower I would prop it up on the windowsill in the bathroom so I'd still be watching it while I was on my phone connected to the speaker so I'd be able to hear it over the water when I was getting changed I used to be annoyed because I'd have to pull on a top or pull off a top and I wouldn't be able to see the screen <laughs> for like whatever a second and it was on propped up on my desk where at the end of the workday if i was just doing emails like i'll just put the office on there it would be when i'm shaving everything all the time i always had the office on now it 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 is a very good show and it's very funny but it's not that good (laughs) but i had it on all the time and now i'm doing it again maybe because it's uh, we've been in this lockdown so long i have it all the time when i'm cooking but it is so funny, to be honest. I It makes me happy. It, why I like it, I think, is because now I know the character so well. And it's like just hanging out with the gang. You're putting on a show that you really like, like a good sitcom. That's the same with Community or any other series that I've really enjoyed. Why you like them so much is because you like the characters and you feel like you're hanging out with them. And it's doubly sad because, one, they don't know who you are. They're living in their own world. So it's not like you're hanging out with them because they don't know you exist. And then, two, it's also fictional. None of it is is actually real. So quite sad, but I would give The Office an 8 out of 10. There's season 5, season 4 and 5 is as funny as anything ever is. So just thought I'd opine to you guys there about my cyclical lockdown behavior. May this be the last time I watch all of The Office on my phone. Praise be. Guys, that's all we have for reviews this week, so let's zip to the next section. What's new, Pussycat? New releases, that is what is new what has newly come to streaming is what this section is about as the weeks have gone on now i've been doing this i've realized that netflix definitely have the quantity they every week dozens of titles go up on netflix but they do not have the quality most of it is absolute garbage whereas amazon prime i've been saying this for weeks they do not upload as much but their selection of films is way better well their selection of newly added films certainly is much better as an overall library it's hard to say but to be honest if i had to pick one of them i probably would pick amazon prime to stick with over netflix what did they get this week prime well they got the three hobbit films <laughs> they're not very good the second one's the best from recollection but what they did get was the fugitive so check out the fugitive starring harrison ford from 1995 as a doctor who's framed for the murder of his wife and has to go on the run you might know it from a very iconic scene where Harrison Ford is cornered by Tommy Lee Jones, who plays a US Marshal, hunting him down. And in one very famous confrontation, Harrison Ford says to Tommy Lee Jones, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones says, I don't care. I don't know why it's such an iconic scene or a line, because it's pretty uninventive, but it's a excellent film. So check that out. On Now TV, just one thing I want to point out. So now, Would I Lie to You, the comedy panel show was added to it great watch on youtube if you're ever looking for something to fill the the void or divert you from existential dread when brushing your teeth or shaving any part of your body i would highly recommend looking up the what i lie to you best bits on youtube there's like 29 minute compilations that are put up by the what i lie to you official youtube channel and it's absolutely hilarious stuff all these comedians just trying to bullshit each other and be hilarious along the way there is one particular video that's dedicated to lee mack the comedian and his speed of wit and it is as impressive as it is hilarious that guy has the most ridiculously fast tongue and sharp mind that i've ever seen in my life so 
just one thing I wanted to highlight. You could watch it on Now TV if you so wish, but just search it on YouTube and spend a nice 15 minutes watching that while doing something else. It, you will be laughing. That brings us to the final segment. Now it's time for a wrap. No, seriously. No, I'm serious. It's wrap time. It is the final segment of the show where we do a wrap. As always, for these wraps, I find non-copyrighted music online. And my method for finding a track is usually just what artists, because there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them on this site that I use. Uh, the name of the artist is usually what jumps out of me. And no more so than today, this artist is named Chicken Jones. And the song is, as Jimmy used to say, and also a credit, of course, to the artist who forms the beat of the intro credits to this podcast, Sixth Sense, and that track is called Do What It Do, Instrumental. And Jimmy used to say, inspired me as a lyric, and here we go, I hope you enjoy. Jimmy used to say his P's and Q's directly to me Jimmy used to watch the trailer before he watched the movie Jimmy used to think of pirates when he heard a booty Start to think I might be Jimmy, man, okay, so sue me Jimmy used to sit and watch The Office on rotation Jimmy used to play with toys in correct formation Jimmy's fantasy is not a facial laceration But some time away from work for a holiday vacation Jimmy's not inspired by wheels, talk attention. Jimmy chooses humans every day, no exception Jimmy has a podcast of his own invention it's called Movies and a Rap, he forgot to mention. Jimmy's gonna have to bring it to a close and finish. And stop talking in the third person, that's fictitious. Fugitives and marshals will always be contritious. Tommy Lee, send a tweet if you think me malicious. Thank you very much. This has been another episode of Movies and a Rap. We'll be back next week with an Oscars special. So please tune in. If you enjoyed this, please share. And see you next time. Thank you.